Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Anthony with the Game Gravy Rewind podcast, episode 29. Tonight, I have with me Jeffrey Wilkes from GameGravy.com. Hey, guys. How you doing? I have Christopher King from GameGravy.com. What it do? And I have Mr. Matt Desend, who is also on the Nintendo Fever podcast, and he writes reviews here at GameGravy.com. Howdy, howdy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, not a problem. Thanks for uh, joining us over here. We're, we are pulling you over to the dark side. Um, <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna be really quick this week on what we've been playing because there was some really huge news earlier that we'd like to get to. Um, I'll I'll do a little spoiler alert. Nintendo is going mobile, um, so we want to talk about the pros, the cons, speculation, predictions, and what that means for the rest of the industry. Because I I, I do feel that that has a stipulation on the rest of the industry and where the rest of the industry might be heading so but let's go ahead and jump into uh what we've been playing this week we'll start with jeffrey what you've been playing um well the first one foremost been playing for the past month if you haven't read my review yet is monster hunter um i am not going to go into any detail with that game uh because that could be a whole podcast on its own um but if you're interested in what i had to say about it definitely definitely check out my review um it's a I gave it a 9.5, and if you want to see why I did, by all means, go read it. <laughs> but um, the other game I've been playing is actually White Knight on the PS4. Um, I, I've actually been looking at this game for a while. I was very happy to see that it, it dropped in my inbox, and I was able to, to play it. Um, it's, it has a Sin City-style look to it. The aesthetics, the visual aesthetics are awesome, because it has like the white and the black. Um, so the lighting is very... Very prominent with a white, though, um, so that does get frustrating at times. But other than that, it's it's very awesome. The narrative is very just like Sin City. I'm, I'm going to use that reference a lot, mainly because it's that's just the feeling I got when I started playing. It felt like you were like you were kind of talking to yourself in your mind. You know what I yeah. mean? And um, <clears throat> but it was very very interesting um, how it, it panned out. I actually did. I only watched a couple things on it, but I never actually looked to see what the game was going to be about. So I wanted to be completely surprised if I actually got the chance to play it. Um, so as I was playing it, I realized it's all about exploration, uh, finding you know, clues, and, and, and it's a puzzle-solving game, actually. In, at heart, it is. Uh, for example, moving stuff out of the way so that black shadow can move and the light can reveal like a key that was hidden. I thought that, you know, it's, it's clever. Like, you wouldn't really think about certain things, but... The, the black and white shadowing takes a huge play in everything that goes on in the game. And uh, it actually turned out to be a horror-type game where you're actually trying to stay away from ghosts and a bunch of other things as well uh, while trying to figure out all the details of where you are in this this uh, graveyard and this house that you end up going into. So it's it's a very interesting game. Very, very unique art style. Huh. Would you oh. suggest that if someone's interested in in getting this game, that they should uh, like watch a trailer for it and then like try to stop themselves from watching any other information about it, or should they, you know, kind of check it out to see if it's something they'd be interested in in playing? Well, I personally think uh, watch usually usually like the game or not the gameplay trailers, but more of like just an actual trailer for it would work. Like the launch trailers. Yeah, like a launch trailer would be good, so you kind of have an idea of the visual style behind it. But I think <clears throat> that the whole entire story unfolds through reading newspaper articles 
uh, notes that are written around the house um, from some of the residents and everything like that. You actually get some, I think it was Roosevelt. I actually found an article thing in there about Roosevelt was writing about something in there. So it has a lot of different things in there that, that it's, it's very interesting how it unfolds and that there's all these mysteries. It's very, there's a big, huge mystery about it. I don't want to go into detail because I don't want to ruin it for anybody because if you like suspense and reading about the mysteries of what's going on and kind of investigating, exploring everything, it, it definitely can hold your attention. Um, but when it comes to the gameplay, I think I think it hinders a couple things here and there because sometimes the white is a bit too, too bright. kind of takes away from your experience to where you can't really see a lot of detail in certain areas that you probably needed to investigate. Um, other than that, though, I think it's it's a fun game. Um, and, and let's see, to use the lighting, you have to actually use matches. Um, I know I'm kind of all over the place on this, but <clears throat> you have to use a matchbook to look everywhere where you're going. And if you actually don't have any light, you end up getting very uh, delirious and you end up dying. I guess a ghost will kill you at that point. So it's... Now, when you say delirious, you, do you mean like kind of like the sanity effects in? Yeah, kind in, of. Um, you start, you start like, darkness? yeah. You, I mean, because you can't see yourself. So if it's dark, it's literally almost black. Like you can't even see where your character is walking because it's black on black on black. And um, so it, it, the screen will start shaking, and you'll hear like these ambient noises, and you'll hear your guy kind of like going, you know, making a couple noises here and there, and then, then it's it's over. That's it. So is it first person or is it third person? third person with a very with the resident like an old resident evil style camera setting so, so like tank controls but not there's no tank controls. Oh, okay good good no tank controls but it has the resident evil camera so it's constantly focus you know changing so it creates a more suspenseful view if that makes any sense yeah so is the gameplay sort of like um like you know like a maniac mansion or a grim fandango uh, actually, I guess I could push it towards Grim Fandango. Okay, so it's it's, um, it's kind of puzzle based, then, like a, or, or like a Zack and Wiki, something like that. Well, no, Zack and Wiki is, is that's a whole other beast. Okay. Um, but but I, I do believe Grim Fandango might that might have um, nipped the detail right in the butt there because the way you move around and read everything, explore. There's no talking really, except for your guy. Your your actual character narrates himself. And talks about what's going on, and sometimes he'll narrate to give you clues of what to do next. Um, you know, so it's it's very you're very isolated feeling, and the only way you have any knowledge of what's going on is by investigating to find articles of things or notes thrown around the house or books that throw in, um, I guess, uh, old lore about the where you're at. It's you know it has a couple little parts that are, um, I guess, iffy. Like when it comes to the story bit, but once you start getting it together, and it it starts making a lot of sense. So okay, gotcha. How much is this uh, on for PlayStation? Is it for PlayStation Four? Uh, yeah. Do you know about the um, cost of it by chance? Honestly, I don't. I want to say it's fifteen. I I don't want to be misquoted, but I'm pretty sure it's fifteen. Well, I got a computer right here in front of my face. I think I'll look it up. <laughs> That's what we well, all while do. you're looking it up. <laughs> while you're looking it up are, are you done jeff or can we go over to chris and see what he's been playing yeah i'm done i'm done that's cool okay so chris yes i have <laughs> mr fresh back from pax east Ugh. yeah that trip but anyway um i have been playing battlefield hardline that just came out today uh 
I actually put up a couple of epi episodes, what they call episodes instead of chapters, on Twitch. I don't know. I don't know if we're following that or whatever. Um, yeah, you should probably make an article um, and post all the links in there, so that way um, anyone that goes to the site can find them pretty easily. Okay. But yeah, it's I'll, pretty much all I've been playing is a story. I haven't touched multiplayer at all yet. I wanted to finish this through the story because I'm the kind of guy that actually plays shooter, first-person shooter single-player stories. I, I don't know. During your uh, let's plays, are you all like PewDiePie? No, I don't. I don't even, I don't even have my <laughs> mic. On. I'm just sitting there playing the game. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. Eh. Not not to interrupt. It's 14.99, by the way, White Knight. See, I, I can price stuff through the industry without even knowing. You just got a six cents for that kind of thing. Oh my god. I know. I'm like Bruce Willis. <laughs> In that. Anyways, go back. Go ahead, Chris. Anyway, um, but yeah, it, it's. The story-wise is actually pretty good. Imagine kind of like the Shield TV show back in the day, mixed with kind of like Michael Bay directing because there's a bunch of explosions and gunshots going everywhere. Uh, imagine that mixed in together, and they ha have the story pretty much put in a kind of like a TV show kind of a thing, where each chapter is an episode instead of like a chapter, and like previously on Battlefield Hardline, they give you like a previous what happened previously in the story and whatnot, and then before it leads them to the next episode. I, That's interesting. Yeah, it's actually really interesting, which I found pretty cool. And then it doesn't make it seem like there's a camera crew following you around or anything. You're just actually playing as yourself. But you always have someone with you who's actually helping you instead of just being like, oh, I'm just going to stand here and not really do anything and help you. But um, Now, can you play co-op? No, which I, I'm... I wish they did. Shocked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, because since you already have someone with you like all the time from what I've played, there. I mean, it would make sense to make it co-op. I mean, especially with the fact of, let's say, if you're arresting someone and then that your per partner could look after you and make sure you're not going to get shot in the back or something. Yeah, I I've almost come to expect from the video game industry, if you think that they should do something, they're probably not going to do it. Yeah. Whatever usually makes sense, and this goes for every company. If it makes sense, they're probably not going to do it. It's true, but other than that, graphically, it's amazing. Um, I was surprised they even took a notch up from the Battlefield 4 storyline as far as graphics-wise. Um, so you don't mind that 900p? I'm having a lot of fun with it. Did you hear me, Chris? Yeah, I, I don't mind it because the fact the game still looks amazing. <laughs> Yeah, the the average consumer is not going to be able to tell the difference. We, we've already talked about this in in, yeah, in great detail about how how you know from 720 to 1080 is not really that much of a difference. Now, if it was 4K, you'd probably see a little bit of a difference. Not gonna lie. Yeah, you probably would. I mean, but we all I mean, all of us who've worked at GameStop can tell the difference between plugging in your emulated Xbox 360. Just to be like, oh yeah, this is gonna be like 720p or whatever. Then all, all of a sudden you plug in your freaking PS3 and it's gonna be outputs at 1080p, and you're like, okay, this looks a lot better. Well, they, it had a better graphic card. There's there a little bit more going on for it than just that. But yeah, I mean, the play, PlayStation 3 definitely looked better than the Xbox 360. Yeah. There, there's no doubt about that. Yes, yeah, but other, uh, but other than that, 
Other besides Battlefield, has been playing some Madden and some NBA 2K15. That's about it. Oh, oh I guess you must be scared of me in Madden because I haven't seen an invite roll across my PlayStation. Bro, you've barely been on your PlayStation. You've been too much on your Wii U to even do anything. Are you kidding me? No, he's been on his 3DS playing Pokemon Shuffle. Get it right. Absolutely. And, and, I, and I'm proud of that, actually. But uh, <laughs> So I'm going to go check out some of your Twitches because I'm actually interested in this game. I, I want to see some of the single player that you're talking about. It sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, but go ahead, Matt. Matt, go ahead and uh, tell us what you've been playing. Well, I'm I'm not going to say don't pick on the shuffle because I <laughs> myself have also been playing Pokemon Shuffle nonstop. Um, not picking so on it. Speaking of which, did you uh, create our song? No, I, I'm I'm still I'm still working on it. I got to get the perfect beat to create it. Uh, I think I I, se- I sent you the perfect beat. That song was incredible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what we can do with it. But uh, um, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Shuffle. I still really dig it. I just I put my five to ten hearts in a day, and then I set it down, go do something else, and then I pick it up the next day and check in, get the free coinage, and uh, do whatever the daily Pokemon or the daily challenge is. And I I don't know, it's really fun. It's an awesome puzzle game. And as we'll get into a little bit later with like the Nintendo news that they might be going to the mobile market, I would really rather see a game, especially that game. I mean, I'd, I'd play it again on on my cell phone. I mean. The, the have it around with you all the time would be so much more motivating to play it all the time where the majority of time my new 3DS XL just sits at home and I play it when I get home. But, like, I have my phone on me at work, so it'd be a lot easier to play it at work, but that's for later. And then the other game that I've been playing a lot of is Ollie Ollie. I played it mainly on the Nintendo 3DS as well. Really dug it. It's a great time. You can go and read my review for it on GameGravy.com. But yeah, it was a it was a lot of fun, and I know that you, Anthony, played the the Wii U version a lot, didn't you? I did. Um, I, I I went through all the levels once, tried some of the pro stuff, did not do as well. I did like the um the graphical. Uh, I played both because I, I downloaded the um I downloaded the free one you get on the 3ds. So I did play both. Uh, I, I did. I th- I like the graphics, and I like that the well the second screen on both of them shows the challenges. But I thought that was a pretty cool addition that on the second screen you would see the challenges you needed to do for each level. Yeah, I uh, did too. And I did also like the fact that I could do off screen play. Obviously, then you lose the challenges. But I I'm a huge fan of off screen play. So anytime I can play a game off screen, I'm I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, I, I, it was a, it was a ton of fun. The game. You know, on the 3DS, it stinks that you lose the the fidelity of the high definition that you get with the Wii U. So it looked a lot blurrier in comparison. But I am a big fan of the 16-bit aesthetic that the game really pushes so cleverly. Like, it looks like a game that could have came out on the on the Super Nintendo back in the day. And it makes me really wish that there would have been a game like this for the Super Nintendo. Because it would have just been an absolute classic, like... I don't know. I, I got a Ollie Ollie two, and I know that you have PlayStation Plus, don't you? Um, don't you, Anthony? And, and you too, Jeff, right? Do you all three of us, or all four of us have oh. it. So have you guys all played Ollie Ollie two? Yeah. All right. Um, I, I I did wait till I finished uh, my review before I jumped into it because I didn't want to. I didn't want to maybe cross-reference anything that might have been new or, you yeah. know what I'm saying, or, yeah. or or play the second and just be like, wow, this is so much better. The first one's terrible. Yeah. Um, so I kind of wanted to make sure I played through the first one first. Um, I did play a little bit of the second one. It, it seems like it's a lot more of the same, but the backgrounds are just ridiculous. Yeah, I I don't like the graphical style as much as I do Ollie Ollie, the first one. I like that, that, uh, that bit style way more than like the smooth... I don't know, artistic, cell-shaded-esque type graphics. I don't even know what to call those ones, but 
I prefer the graphics on Ollie Ollie compared to the sequel for me personally. And I think the soundtrack is just as good on both of them, obviously. Um, but yeah, Ollie Ollie cross by awesome. I love that game. I, I'm, I'm so glad to have it on my 3DS, my Wii U. I have it on my Vita, my PlayStation. If it comes out to somewhere else, I will buy it. I mean, it's such a fun game and it's so easy to pick up and play. Yeah, my only complaint with the cross buy is the no cross save. Yeah, um, I would much prefer seeing. I would have bought the game twice by itself if I would have had the opportunity to use cross save over cross buy because it does dampen the experience of. I, I, I'm going to play through it again, so it's not like a huge deal on this type of game. But let's say an RPG comes out in the future, I would much prefer to play like big chunks of it on the go on my 3DS. Come home, sync the cross save up, and then play a, a big chunk of it on my Wii U you know save it move it over to my 3ds and take it out in the world with me i mean that is such a cool feature between the playstation 4 and the playstation vita that nintendo has to get on top of for sure there was one game that actually did do that um Monster but it Hunter was 3 wasn't it, it? It's, exactly but you actually had to download an app to do the transfer but it was and still possible it was, it was possible but and, that, and that's the perfect type of game to do that with too I mean, big, epic RPGs. I mean, you take it with you on the go, come home, sit down, play it on the Wii U after that. I mean, the thing is, is I heard that that was pretty tedious where you actually had to, like, go through the process of downloading and uploading it. Yeah, it was Vita, a pain. I mean, have you, have you, do you have a Vita as well, Jeff? Yeah, I do. And, and, and the cross saves are awesome for any game I play because cross save oh, yeah. even works with Grim Fandango when I had it. And it's just, it's... It's awesome. So fast, it's so smooth. I mean, I did it for uh, Rogue Legacy. I love, right. love Rogue Legacy. And playing that on the Vita, leveling up, grinding, dying, and then playing it on the PlayStation 4 and picking it up where you left off is just perfect. Nintendo has to get on top of that. But that's all I've been playing, just a lot of Pokemon Shuffle and a lot of Ollie Ollie. Wait a minute. So, okay. so, so let me... Sorry, I didn't interrupt you, Anthony, but let me get this straight. So that means there's four of us now who own a Vita in the game gravy universe right sounds yeah. like it yeah since anthony wants to say out, out there like no one buys the vita okay Just, well, you guys are the only four people in america okay well, Chris, to be honestly, fair sales numbers also agree with what anthony says i believe we are only four of the 500 people that have it so well, i actually only bought mine because i bought it off somebody for it was brand new they got it as a gift, and they actually didn't want it, and I bought it for $120. So so technically, Jeff doesn't even count in the sales. I mean, yes, technically, exactly. I didn't even count in the sales either because I got it for Christmas. Like, the last... Well, yeah, but did they buy it new or used? They bought it new, of course. Well, then well then you still kind of count in the sales. Cause, but, like, in Jeff's hand, he got it... Or in Jeff's case, he got it secondhand, so his purchase actually didn't go to Sony. It went to the person. Mm. Granted, the person that bought it, or however they acquired it, probably got it from Sony, but th that could have been a separate transaction if, if Jeff had bought it and they kept it. Either either way, the argument still stands. There's more than three people who have a video on our website. Just saying. There's four, exactly. But, which means which means why is Sean the only one that does Vita reviews? <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you right now, my Vita is definitely a good dust collector. I don't play it that often. Well, that's why I got rid of my, play, uh, my PlayStation Paperweight. A while ago. Oh, yeah. PSP? Yeah. yeah. Oh. PS4. You should have kept it just for nostalgia and collecting reasons. For nostalgia? There's nothing nostalgic about it. What am I going to do? Play Prinny? You that was like the only... You can download Crash <laughs> Bandicoot to it, I think, right? Yeah, but I could get that on my PS4, can't I? And you shouldn't play it anyway, so it doesn't matter. 
<laughs> yeah. The only Naughty Dog game I need to play is Uncharted. <laughs> oh, I got Chris excited. Of course, you, of course you did, but then it still saddens me that it got pushed back. Well, that, we're not to the we're not to the news yet, buddy. Uh, Calm down. I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, okay. So uh, before I start talking about what I've been playing, because it's part of what I've been playing, I'm gonna go ahead and plug something that me, Jeff, and Matt will be working on with uh, a couple other people, and we are going to be doing a Legend of Zelda book club. And what that entails is we're gonna play through each one of the console Zelda games all the way up through the Wii U release of Zelda Wii U. We don't know the name of it yet, but that will be our our final, I guess, final bang of console games uh, of the Zelda se- series. And then after that, we'll pick up the portable ones. We don't want to leave those ones out. But we're going to start with just doing the console ones. We're going to do one a month. Um, so at the beginning of April, be sure to tune in, and you'll hear us talk about the original Zelda. It'll be a kind of interesting take since I think most of us in the book club have already played it. Matt has not, so it's going to be very cool to see the take of someone that's never actually played the game and see how they feel about the game 30 years later. I don't want to spoil anything, but so far I'm enjoying it. Uh, I have lots to say. I have lots to play still. But yeah, it it's pretty it's pretty crazy to have to be this big of a Nintendo fan and honestly say like I've never beat a Zelda game before. I've always been more of a Mario platforming type guy, but I'm I'm more more than uh, happy and excited to be playing Zelda for, you know, I've started them, never beat them, so I'm going to beat some. I'm going to I'm going to get through these beasts. So that's pretty crazy. So Jeff's the Zelda fanboy, you're the Mario fanboy, and I'm the Metroid fanboy. So we have the the uh, big 3 covered. Nobody's a Donkey Kong fanboy. <laughs> no, just fangirls. <laughs> uh, okay. So anyways, what I've been playing is I've been playing Trine Enchanted Edition for the Wii U. And, I, you know, it's it's weird. I never really heard of Trine until Trine 2 came out at launch of the Wii U. And I bought Trine 2, and it's a really good game. The graphics kind of blew me away the, with how it looked when it first launched. Uh, it's, a, it's a 2D platformer, but it, it, it's a puzzle platformer. And um, you basically play as three characters. You'll play as a wizard, you play as uh, a thief, and you play as a knight. And each one of them has their own unique ways to solve puzzles in the area. So, for instance, the knight, he'll use a shield, which um, has like a gravity pull effect to it. And then he's basically the best at combat. The thief has a bow and arrow, and she also has like a... Uh, like a rope grip thing that she can throw and like pull herself and swing on anything that's uh, like wood bridges and stuff or any like roofs like wood roofs and then the wizard he can create um, blocks that you can stand on to jump higher or um, like ramps that you can use to uh, lay between like two gaps so so and there's multiple ways to fi- figure out each puzzle and basically what the puzzles are is like you're just trying to collect experience um potions and then with the when you get to 50 experience potions you can level up your characters. So each each level has between like 15 and 25 maybe 30 experience potions. You could also get them from killing enemies. And each one of the levels is it, it's pretty long but there's like, there's safe points between them. 
and there's I think there's 16 levels total and they'll have some boss fights but there's not very much variation between the enemies there's either like your archer skeleton your sword skeleton you'll have a sword skeleton with a shield or like a bomber so it's all like skeleton based there's not really much variation um I think there's a spider too that like spits at you but but I mean like there's like two or three of them in the first four or five levels so there's really not too much variation it's more puzzle based and um, I, I you know I, I actually had to go look up the original because I heard this one had like a graphical improvement, and it's kind of I, I don't know if I like the improvement. They, they added a lot of like bloom effects, a lot of like uh, shine effects. They added a whole lot more color, but I kind of like the darkened look that the original had. Do, do you guys how you guys familiar with the original? Trine? Yeah, I am. And and well, have you played Trine Two on the Wii U? Because Trine Two released before the first one on the Wii U, correct? Yeah, yeah. I I played and beat Trine so Two, and they took a lot of that bloom I, from Trine Two. No, I know, I know, I know, but like I never even seen Trine before, like before I watched this comparison video. So I didn't know what the original one looked like. Even going into this, I thought Trine and Trine Two were. I thought they were kind of like the same look. Right. I didn't know that it, it had a different look. The, the old one looked more like Diablo. Yeah, it did. It had a more, um, just a more overshaded look. So. Yeah, it was like more dark. Um, it, it was a dark look, and it had more of like a gothic look to it. Whereas the new one, it's it's. I mean, don't get me wrong. It it has any color in the color palette you can think of, and it it, it glows and it's it's gorgeous. But I, I don't know if that takes away from it or if, uh, or you know I, I I don't know. It's it's. Does it make both of them feel a little bit too similar? Where the first one at one time actually stood out as being its own game, and the second one stood out as being its own game. But now they kind of share something where it's it's almost like. Even though that's trying one and this is trying two, it's like these two games are just more of the same instead of being something different. Yeah, I could see that. I, again, I never played Trine 1, Before. the regular version. Yeah, exactly. So I only know from Trine 2, but I, I, I could say you kind of maybe hit the nail on the head because like that's how I'm feeling when I'm playing this game. It's like I, I feel like I'm just playing more of Trine 2. But it's not as good as Trine 2, or is it? I mean, how are the how are the... The it's just as good. Just as no, no, good. it's just as good. It's just as good. It's basically if you want to ex- experience this story in the setting of trying to almost like what it feels like, it's it. Then I would go, say definitely go ahead and get it. It's it's it feels like trying to, but with the original story, so you get to see kind of where those characters that you've played with already came from, and the puzzles and everything, and, and the actions just as fun. Would you suggest somebody start at trying one now that it's on the eShop before they? went over and try and bought the uh and before they got trying to or i mean would oh absolutely if if you didn't if you don't own trying to yet and you and you're interested in the series i would hands down recommend doing the first one and then go into the second one and go into the second it, one yeah it all follows like there, there's a plot to it that goes through it both of them so okay. Okay. and it's the same character so it, you, you don't lose anything in there you'll you'll get to see how the characters developed into where they were in too all right okay. i'm all right yeah, it's 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 fun and um it it is online co-op as well. So you can do three players online. Yeah, it it it's and both of them are. Both of them have full online co-op. I don't know if there's voice chat. I I doubt it being it's Nintendo. Yeah, um, but but not. but there might be there might be voice chat there. So don't don't quote me on that. Quote. Do you know if there's voice chat? Jeff? I'll be honest, I have no clue. Um it's so very like few and far between when it comes to voice chat and Nintendo games. 
Yeah. Okay, I, I, I promise you I will get back with you guys next week. I will test it out and see if there's voice chat. If there's not voice chat, then I was correct. If there is, I apologize to Frozen Bite who makes the game. And <laughs> But, um, yeah. So, yeah, the other game I was playing was the original Legend of Zelda. I'm not going to get into it. Again, um, check back the site in April. We're going to have our roundtable discussion of it. and Or maybe it's a triangle table. Uh-huh. Very good. Very good. <laughs> um, hey, one more question for you. I got 15 bucks in my eShop account. Should I get Trine 2 or Trine 1? You should try to get both of them because I think you get a discount. Well, I don't know if the discount goes on forever if it was for in just the first week. But you get you get 20% off of the other if you buy one of them. Well, Trine 2 is only $9 right now and Trine 1 is $15. Whoa. I think so I might you, be getting so if you that buy, Trine 2, though. If you buy Trine 2... Then you almost have enough uh, to get trying one because it'll be twenty percent off the fifteen. I'm not made of money, Anthony. I'm only buying one of these. <laughs> hey, it's like seven bucks, man. Win, win that contest over at Nintendo Fever. I'm not eligible, damn it. But I thought you loved the Power Glove. I do love the. It's power so bad. Glove. <laughs> I remember so I actually geeky. had one of those. <laughs> I had one from Mattel. What's that? Yeah. I, I'm gonna. I'll let you know what I'm going to be playing tonight. If if that'll make you guys feel any better. What are you gonna be playing? Pokemon Shuffle. Tales from the oh. Borderlands Two. Not a big Telltale fan. You you have all the the fun you want with those kinds of games. I I, I was not a Telltale fan until this game. I'm a huge Borderlands fan. And it has Patrick Warburton <laughs> vo- uh, voicing the bad guy, so you can't argue with that. I well, I could, but I just don't want to waste my time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how, how are you going to hate on Patrick Warburton? Come on, man. I don't even know who that is. That, is that that, s- it's it's Kronk from Emperor's New Groove. Oh, okay, no, I can't argue with you. That's a good guy. Yeah, good guy from uh, <laughs> Rules of Engagement. Love that show. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, okay, so let's go ahead and uh, we'll jump into some news. Let's start with... Um, well, Chris already mentioned it, so let's go ahead and start there, Chris. <laughs> How's your favorite series doing? Uh, how's it looking for 2015? Well, 2015, uh, well, it's not coming to 2015. <clears throat> well, the next installment, it's not. Um, but this will be coming spring 2016. I, I mean, I kind of saw... what game's that? Untreaded for... Yeah, so that's pretty disappointing news considering that was one of the two games I was going to purchase for my <laughs> PS4 this so year. I guess, I, yeah, I, mean, I guess that says the, the mean, release date's Uncharted. <laughs> yes, I am that wow. bad. Anyways, go ahead, Chris. Hold <laughs> on. I mean, I can I can see them coming out with a HD remakes of the Alt One Three Three. Coming they out. already talked about it. Uh, what what else is What else is there on PlayStation Four but HD remakes? I mean, that's the only thing I can see them doing to possibly like reconcile what happened. Probably, I don't think that reconciles, but go ahead, Matt. It's probably one of the reasons why they pushed it back, to be honest. I mean, they want to get the new game out as soon as possible, which I'm sure they do. I don't think they intentionally want to delay a game, but I think they saw the opportunity. If we delay this, we can release an HD collection of all the three games, and it'll, you know, obviously it will sell, obviously. And then we can push the next one, you know. I mean, yeah. when I mean, Nintendo did this similarly in the past, I mean, they released, like, their, like, retro or their classics or never before a game came out. Like, Sony's always 
held on very tight to the chest of like, well, hey, guys, remember Jack and Dexter? Well, here's an HD collection. Remember God of War? Here's an HD collection. I mean, they really push that that nostalgia button, almost creating their own their own brand of fanboy. I mean, an Uncharted fan is going to buy an Uncharted collection. They just are. Yeah. So. I don't know. I'm a pretty big fan, and I'm definitely not going to buy an HD collection you, unless I it's like you 20 will. bucks. Well, you're going to... I, I, well, it, uh, Anthony, you're going to buy it because it, it's going to be $40 and there's going to be three games and you're going to enjoy each one of them. I mean, it, I don't think it's too crazy to for them to do it. I mean, I think it'd be better for them just to release Uncharted 4, obviously, but I just I think they're going to do it. They're going to it wasn't un, uh, what's the last of us. Wasn't that a 40? No, it was 50 game? actually. No. Oh, was yeah. It so I yeah, actually think they would charge $60 for all three. Yeah, I, I I agree with Jeff. I think they're gonna charge sixty. No way. No. Yeah. No. I mean, they came out way too long ago. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter because I, I I agree with Jeff. You're getting three full length games, and, and if they keep the online in there, uh, it's gonna be a sixty dollar game. Because if you think about it, Devil May Cry release that was forty dollars. Final Fantasy X and X two is being HD remade from an HD remake from a non HD. That one I don't even want to get into that one. <laughs> um, so so anyway. That one there is going to be probably fifty bucks or forty oh bucks. Oh my gosh! And so, can, can you can you say that one more time for me, Final please? X, X two is going to be an HD remake of an HD remake of a. No, I'm I'm not. Anyway, <laughs> well, we had to talk about this because that game they H they made a big deal HD remaking onto the PS3 and Vita. Now they're like, hey, let's make Final Fantasy X X two HD remake on PS4. What? No, don't. Don't worry, man. So the Kingdom Hearts uh, 1.5 and 2.5 HD HD collections are gonna be coming out too, right okay, before look, three. I don't care. I'm and, just, I'm just trying to. And then while, while Fantasy Seven, Final Fantasy Seven gets released, and it's like, it looks like the same as it did back then. The Steam version. <laughs> yeah, but I actually want to point if if it if apparently just throwing this out there, apparently the Final Fantasy 15 demo is absolutely incredible. Is that online or is that an actual single player That's a single RPG? Single player RPG. That's like a huge game. It's a huge open world and it's yeah. I think it's back to the the good roots. The only thing is it's not turn based. Um Yeah, they showed a uh, they, they showed a little well, bit of, you know what, of it last year's E three. Well it's available, so if you so buy it, Final Fantasy Type Zero H D you actually you actually get it as long as you get the day one edition. That's the only way you can actually get the game. Other than that, it will not be released for download or any other way or form later on. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, so is, anything else you guys want to add about Uncharted? The only thing I was going to say on? about Uncharted was I really think it's a good move on their part because with all the people leaving that company and everything else, they probably need to get their ducks in a row to make sure that this game's going to release the way they wanted it to release. And I think they need this extra time and breather room to, to, to collect their assets and figure out what they need to do. Yeah, I mean, Is it, they did the same thing with The Last of Us because Last of Us was supposed to come out in the ho- during the holidays and that ended up getting pushed back into spring because they wanted more time with it and spending more time and look how well it came out. So. Now it reviewed well. Did it sell well? Yeah. Are you kidding? Okay. No, I I don't know. I, I really don't know the sales of The Last of Us. I'm I'm sure with all the bro gamers and the zombies that it's you know it sold through the roof. But I was just asking. Yeah. It it sold really well. Yeah. Last of Us is a I think a very like a modern masterpiece. A lot of people consider it. I played it and I think it was a pretty good game as well. 
I don't think it deserved quite the extent of hype that it got, but it was really good. And yeah, it sold very, very well. And, you know, if they I, need... I thought it was pretty fun moving a ladder from the ground and setting it up. I mean, it, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, I really <laughs> liked actually pushing the, the plank across the water because she couldn't swim. Either way, you know, it is what it is. Oh wow! <laughs> oh yeah, all all games have tr- have tropes just, in them. I mean, I'm just never a hard escape time. Those I have tropes. to because Chris King is the biggest Naughty Dog fan on the face of the planet. So, yeah, you guys are the biggest Nintendo fans, but you know, whatever. That's what. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll I'll take exactly. that. Exactly. I mean, come on, his name yeah, is I'll Nintendo fanboy. <laughs> that's that's absolutely true. Hey, uh, Matt. Mike's yeah. over here looking at me. I don't know why. Oh, he's giving me, he's you, giving me the eye, bro. I'm gonna find your house in Florida if you keep. I have talking. his address for you, Matt. <laughs> okay. Well, it's, it, he's <laughs> he's chilling right next to uh, Marth. So, who cares about Marth? Nobody cares about Marth. Well, he's next to Mega Man too. Is that does that count for anything? I got I got me a Mega Man. <laughs> a Rock Man or a Mega Man? He's blue, so Mega, Mega Man, Man is the greatest franchise all right. of all time. <laughs> but anyway, so let's move on to our next bit of news, which is Mortal Kombat news, and we'll let Jeffrey take that. Uh, what about Jason Voorhees? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, posted it. <laughs> well, one was like the, the, I guess the the Cage family trailer, which adds because Johnny Cage and Sonya Blade, of course, did what they do and uh, had a kid, which is Cassie Cage, and apparently they weren't supposed to be in the game. But now they are, so now you can play as Johnny Cage, Sonya Blade, of course, and their daughter Cassie Cage. But how old's her their daughter? Twenty five. Oh, that'd been awesome if she was like eight and you're like playing as her. And yeah, that'd be too much. D- d- that's a different form of babality. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but uh, I feel like with them giving like uh, Johnny Cage and Sonya Blade a kid, like makes it really weird for the timeline of these well, games it's 25 I mean, years after so is, what's like johnny cage is that is the like storyline norris of this is that the storyline where this is like 25 years after the first no, mortal combat have I, you I played really mortal kombat on the 360 and ps3 you know or that old one yeah i, I played okay. matches i didn't play that one the there story or nothing. it's 25 years after that story so so if you, oh, okay so there oh wow yeah I didn't. Re- yeah, I see. I didn't realize there was like a a, a chronological yeah, order, you know, in in the if story. If you're actually of it. interested in what happened in the that gap of 25 years, um, they have comics that they released, and they're not all finished yet. But they they have uh, oh. comic books, and I've been buying them every every time one of them releases on a Wednesday. I buy it so I can read it and catch up onto the uh, the whole entire, I guess, the storyline up until that point. You know what I mean? Is it? Yeah, yeah the they're actually really good? good, really really good, really well drawn, um, huh. good art style and. Who's um, publishing them? Do you know? Give me. Is it Dynamite or IDW? Uh, I'm not sure. Give me a sec. I'll actually tell you. <laughs> no. Well, oh, DC Comics. That's fine, and we DC don't have Comics to worry about it. it. Yes. So. Oh, is it? Okay. Oh, that would make sense. Okay. That makes sense yeah, considering exactly. Warner Brothers <laughs> owns them. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, and then the other news on Friday the 13th, they released a teaser trailer, which is, um, Friday. You know, it's Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th. So. Um, and, and on the last one, they actually had, um, how was it, Freddy Krueger? Yeah. Freddy. Yeah, yeah. Freddy Krueger. Yeah. So, um, well, we all knew that was going to happen. <laughs> so 
so now they have to bring back Freddy because I need to have Freddy versus Jason. Like, yeah. like that's just <laughs> not right if I, if I can't have that yeah. matchup. Yeah, I mean, they should they should have it. They, and they might as well drop Pinhead in there yeah, with Michael I, Myers as well. I'd love to play as Pinhead. Yes. See, so we we have we have votes there for for um, who we would like to see of horror movie or but horror I, movie but characters. Question, yes. though, there but we I go. think these characters. I was uh, actually just sorry. I was just going to say, doesn't Warner Brothers have the rights though to like Friday the Thirteenth and and Freddy Krueger and all that stuff? Isn't yeah. that why they're part of them characters? I mean, is I believe so. Yeah, but I think. Oh, go ahead. Now, I was going to say it's Halloween and everybody else. Or they're not part of Warner Brothers, though, are they? No. No, but that's just obviously. a dream, and obviously. But I do think that out of all the series, um, you know, that could possibly facilitate some of these horror, you know, quote-unquote icons or whatever, I think Mortal Kombat does the most justice with these different fighters. I mean, you know, they don't even have to use them story-wise, but just the fact that they're in the game, I mean, that's the exact same thing as Pac-Man being in Smash Brothers. It just makes sense, and... I mean, I was probably I was gonna look into buying Mortal Kombat anyways because I like the Mortal Kombat games and stuff. But the fact that Jason's in it honestly makes me want to play it just a little bit more. I would like Freddy Krueger to come back, and I don't want to have to pay for him down the road through DLC. I just want them to give me a full roster of people, and I wish that both those or is Jason Voorhees is he gonna? Yeah, be he's actually gonna be part. No, yeah, he's gonna be, be part of the man. combat pack. He's one of he's one of the guest okay. characters. Because they said on the combat pack, there's going to be two returning characters from the past, and there's going to be two guest characters. Now, the guest characters, there's like obviously Jason Voorhees is one, and the other one, it's a toss-up. Like there's there's rumors, it's either going to be Spawn or the Predator. They don't know yet, so they have no idea how that's going to pan out. See now, now okay. So now, if they're gonna put Predator in there, to me, you have to put Alien in there. So, like, why are they like mixing know, and matching? I, I think those are just speculation rumors, and I don't think it's gonna happen. But then again, I don't know. We still. I did hear the thing about Spawn being a possibility, and yeah. I would like to see him back in. I mean, he was in Soul Calibur, obviously, but I think it would be way cool to have him in a Mortal Kombat game. I think he would suit that a lot better, actually. He would, uh, and I believe that the fact that since I think. Um, Predator and Alien would be coming since they're owned by, I believe, 20th Century Fox, or I think that's it. Um, so I don't think they'll be coming over since we deal with like Warner Brothers yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, I, you can never say never. I mean, they, just because another company owns them, I mean, you know, yeah, everybody has a price. True. <laughs> Unless you're Sony, you give away the character for free. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what happens when you have no money. <laughs> Very true. Um. But okay, so I, I think that's it with uh, with our um with our minor news. Now let's uh <laughs> let's let's get into the meat of the news uh, and, and we'll, we'll, let's we discuss. Go. Oh yeah, here we go. If you if you want to get let, off at this point, Chris, we understand. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, actually, I I want to hear Chris's opinion because I think his might vary from. I, I don't know. I, I talked a little bit with um with you, Jeff. I I didn't really talk with Matt about it, and I haven't talked with uh, Chris about it. So I I kind of want to see where all our opinions ab- about this news is. And okay, let's just go ahead and get it out there. Nintendo announced that they had a partnership with DNA, and um they're a huge mobile developer in Japan. And, um, anyways, they have a deal in place with them that a business alliance that they are going to bring mobile games to the smartphone in the tablet, um, format. Now, 
the, the main thing is, is is let's let's quote what Awada said in that no existing games will be ported. So th- these are going to be all new games using Nintendo IP. You know, I- so let, let, let's uh, let's start with here. Let's what's the pros with the, with this deal? Well, well, to get Nintendo games in the hands of many. Yeah, I do think that the biggest pro is the fact that a lot of kids, especially today, their parents give them their cell phones and they play, you know, Angry Birds or whatever they may be playing. And the fact that there's a chance that they could start playing, you know, a, a Mario game or a Donkey Kong-esque game or a Pokemon Shuffle type game, I think it'd be really interesting to see if that would translate to those kids saying, oh, dad, I like playing this game. Let's go buy the Wii U, quote unquote, or whatever the console is. And, and you know, would that generate sales? Who knows? But I think that's definitely the possibility. You know, it's funny you say that because it, it is true. The the parents do give their children their phones all the time. And um, I, I notice I've actually had some parents come in and be like, yeah, my kid, they won't stop playing my phone. They're constantly playing this Temple Runner game. Can I get that on the DS? Or is it is there anything that can I get like that? And I was like, unfortunately, there isn't. That's only on a mobile phone. So <laughs> I, I can see that aspect. And parents actually do ask if it's available for a handheld or for something that they can give their kids so they can get them off their phone. So maybe what, maybe what exactly you're right. is Temple Run? It's, I'm not sure what that is. It's honestly, it's an it's, endless runner. Exactly. Well, I mean, you you could always mention they can get a Wii U and they can get like BitTrip Runner. Well, this one is a other... bit different. It's not from left to right. It's actually you're behind the character and he's going, and you have yeah. to turn left, turn right, jump, do this, do that. Almost like Sonic. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. Exactly like Sonic. Like Sonic on rails. So well, then you could tell him to get Sonic Lost World. But what they're <laughs> looking for, the parents actually want the game called Temple Run that's on the 3DS or on the Wii U and that's obviously you can't say yes if, if it's if it's not the exact same name I mean we've all dealt with customer service in some kind if it's not the exact same name then all of a sudden you have to explain what the small differences is yeah. and even though we understand that those differences don't really matter because it's still a similar game the parents all of a sudden become a little bit more skewed and they're like well I guess they can just keep doing this what they've been doing see I mean it, with a game like Temple Run they, they could they could obviously find that that elsewhere I mean I I wouldn't be saying that if it was like, hey, can you find an experience like Zelda? Because no, there's nothing. There's no experience like Zelda. That's like, the interesting or, thing of what exactly are they going to create for a smartphone to build interest to play the actual IP. If they're not going to port any games, they're not going to port like Mario Brothers, just literally Mario Brothers to their to the smartphone. They're not going to do that. So what are they going to do to make people want to then play Mario Brothers? Okay, like we'll, we'll we'll get to that. I want to we'll save that for our our speculation and our predicting section. Let, let's stick with the pros of this deal. Um, so one of the things that this company does, um, DNA, is they also have a member service and they have their own mobile platform called. Uh, I, I looked it up today. It was like Mo, Moba, yeah, something like Moba. Not Moba. Or- no, it's. <laughs> Moja, it, it, yeah, I, I looked it, it up too. Yeah, they they have okay. Anyways, I don't know what it's called, but they have their own mobile platform where you can sign in and then you can play multiple games from this platform. So why this is the huge thing is I was reading an interview with the guy from DNA, and he said that Nintendo and them have been talking since 2010. They've wanted to use Nintendo IPs in their games since 2010. Nintendo was hesitant. So Nintendo came to them in 2012 
and wanted to use their back end of their connectability with 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 this system where they're they're getting all this user data and they're they're developing a single platform with multiple games. So why that's important and Nintendo's actually purchased 10% of this company. So th- th- this is a big deal. And they are going to uh, my 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 pro is is that this is what's going to be Nintendo's back end going forward. It is this company is going to develop that can this transfer into a Miiverse? I mean, they're because their their service. Is this is like going to transfer into your cross buy and your cross save. That's what this is going to transfer into, Matt. But isn't this Mobage? It's a platform and a social network for mobile games, isn't it? I'm just wondering yeah. if that can be you know put the Miiverse skin be put on top of it. Is all I'm wondering about if I, I, I think I think all the Miiverses is like is just like a a forum with oh, a yeah, pretty face. Yeah. No, I agree. I but I, I think that they definitely shouldn't leave Miiverse alone they need to really be pushing Miiverse hard because that is a great idea I just wonder if this I, I would really hate for something for this new interface to somehow hurt Miiverse in some way as well but I wonder I'm sure they can just kind of put a Miiverse skin on top of this platform to make it work out is all I was thinking out loud. Well, I I, I think that this is going to be. I think they'll. I think they're going to keep the Miiverse. I think it's successful. I think they've had lots of success with the Miiverse. So I, I don't see them going anywhere with the Miiverse. I think the Miiverse would be a lot better if they had a mobile app, like I, how I can use oh, yeah. my Twitter. Oh, completely. If, they need a mobile application for Miiverse on a smartphone that is dedicated. I need push absolutely. Noti- I need push notifications. I need simple and easy. Updating. That would have. Oh yeah. Honestly, that would have been, I would have thought that that would be better than any game application they could come out with. Oh, I to agree. To me, the, the Miiverse app on a smartphone right there would take the cake over any of their IPs coming over. You've There's been talking about that for a long time, Anthony, because you hate, you absolutely hate going into the web browser to do the Miiverse. So it's, it's basically inaccessible to you because it takes too long. Exactly. Yeah, it's something that needs to be done. There's there at this point, like I remember when it first hit and they first started like doing the mobile robot rollout and stuff, and I was like, man, it's not going to be too much longer before there's a dedicated app. And the fact that we're still waiting for that dedicated app is the only reason why this deal with DNA. I kind of I don't even know if we'll see anything about it for the next three years because they move at a snail's pace sometimes it's it, it i hate i i love the innovation and i love the cool things that they do but it's like you hear about one thing and then it's just so long until you actually see them implicate it in some way and, and it's their own fault they don't have the background or the infrastructure to do it so it's nice that they partnered up with a company that already knows what they're doing and i hope that all that means is that this kind of stuff will happen quicker so with with that being said what do you guys think could be bad from this move it fails. Uh, people in today's modern society don't care about Nintendo enough to play games on their mobile devices. That. But but here's the thing: is I, everybody that has the Nintendo systems have a mobile device anyway, so we're going to be there. Yeah, we're going to be there. But are we enough to sustain a mobile platform like this? I mean, because well, we, we're, 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 me we're, we're talking a little bit about Supercell and how much money they are making off of Clash of Clans. And I'm not saying Nintendo's going to create a game of some kind that is monetized where it's free to download and then you pay in-game currency to do this, this, or this. But if there's not enough people that are willing to spend money on a daily basis on a game like that, it can very quickly start to fail. I mean, you have to remember the server costs for games like that, especially if the, if this is the type of thing they're doing. And that's the bigger question is it could fail, 
because they might just not do it. I, I mean, I don't know. It's it's a, it's a tough call, but honestly, that's the worst case scenario. Is that today's generation, youth, uh, people that own the general smartphone, not just us, the ones that actually love to play video games, because they don't make money off of us. They make money off of the moms and the dads and the kids that just need something to kill time. And if they don't care enough about Nintendo, then it could sadly fail. And that's what I think could be the downfall. I mean, that, that's the worst case scenario, and that's all I'm pointing out. What, what, what's your good and bad, Chris? Because I haven't heard you really chime in about this. Well, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i all still all, uh, gathering it in. I mean, it, it sounds like a pretty cool concept, and I'll be pretty much on board with it since I would have a smartphone and whatnot, and I won't have to buy the 3DS, hopefully. I don't know. But um, I've... I feel well, let, let me let me let me step in real quick. Okay. They're they're not gonna make any 3DS games on here. Well, they're gonna be completely original experiences, nothing even like the 3DS and games. You know what? That's actually fine. That's okay. That, that's perfectly fine with me. But the thing I have a problem with is the fact of how much are these games gonna cost? And we, we don't know how much it's gonna cost because the most I think I will ever pay for a freaking mobile game, which would be like maybe at the most five bucks. Yeah, I, I could agree with you on there. That that, that was what I was going to say. I was going to say five. I won't pay more than five for that, for a smartphone you game. Look at that could be worrisome because their virtual console pricing is crap. So I mean, that is something that you could be kind of justly uh, worried about because Nintendo They're, wants their their IP to be valuable, and I completely agree with them. They should want it to be valuable, but you can't keep that value up when you're charging five dollars for a game on your on your smartphone. And then you know what I mean, like it, yeah. it, it can, but you know, it can depreciate but you know, that value. But the difference is, Matt, is like I I would gladly fork over five dollars for Mario Three before I pay five dollars for anything available on the iPhone right now. Yeah, Mario Three. How about Urban Champion? Well, yeah, but no one would buy Urban Champion. You that's couldn't even give point. that game to me. I still wouldn't download it. <laughs> that's the point, though, is they don't have they don't have a good pricing structure to make a game that's not worth five dollars worth less than five dollars. Well, that's because they need to have a subscription-based service where I pay ten dollars a month, and I can have, or you know, yeah, ten dollars probably would be fair, and I can have unlimited downloads of the games. And if I You're my speaking subscription, to the choir. I, I completely yeah. agree with you, but that's not how it's set up right now, and they've already hurt the value by charging too much for crappy games. And I, I agree, me, and it makes me worry about I, how they go forward with that. And, and but I I do think they need to they. <sighs> I, I I agree with you that they need to charge less for crappy games, but I do agree with them at the same time that they need to charge the same for the same system of games. I, I think like that just works. It, it, to me, if it was like one game's five dollars, one game's three dollars, one game's a dollar fifty, one game's fifty cents, it's the, like the it, problem, it's all over the board. The problem is is that they're charging five dollars for an NES game when it's too easy to get it available for free. That the five dollar price point is too expensive in general. Because for for, mo- for the, most games it is. I'll agree with you. Yeah, but well, no, I I agree. Like, yeah, Mario three totally worth five dollars. Completely agree. But in general, Mario three should probably cost me a buck because it's too easy to get for free. And that's the so. Problem. How about um? How about Metroid Prime Trilogy for ten dollars? Is that not worth it? No, that's a great deal. I and I, I think twenty <laughs> bucks is still a great deal for that game. But it now is. we're jumping ships to a completely different type of console experience. Yeah, no, I I know. I'm I'm just I'm just kidding with you. I know, I know. So, but uh, but to to go along with what I was saying is the fact of, I mean, this could be huge, and it could be like it depends on what they do with it. If they do like very little minimal minimal amount of games here and there. And they had this like street pass functionality to it. I think that will blow everything out of the water. 
I think it would oh, be yeah. amazing. Oh. But I don't know if they'll be able to do Street Pass with a smartphone. Well, uh, street phone or phones, most of them nowadays have NFC technology. And it's not just that, but okay. but location services. If you have your GPS logged in, GPS. and location services go to all the satellites, and if you're within so many mile radius, it can pick up those things, and you can gain new items, new new power ups, new promos. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? There is ways to do it. Yeah, I, and I, get I you actually guys. think that could work, and it could actually build a bigger fan base with that. Yeah. Oh, like I would. And then if everyone has to have a Meverse to that. do it. Hmm. Yeah, and integrate the Meverse. As in there. as, as long as they have a dedicated app. Once again. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. And the um, uh, I lost my train of thought. Someone else can well, go ahead. And I, I was that. actually going to say everything will be run off of HTML5. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the my whole con thing about this is Nintendo has always been from the Nintendo Entertainment System in 1985. They've always had that seal of quality. Just going back to that whole punish, but I'm afraid that there might be a lack of quality. There might be that could be a con here, and and I don't want to I don't want to experience that. I don't want a franchise that I have grown to love for years, and something comes out and it just it just just I don't know. It makes me sick. I don't want that to happen. I don't think that's going to happen, but that is a possibility, and that there is that possibility. That, and that worries yeah. me. For example, like Anthony. Well, and that's gonna. I was gonna. I was gonna say Anthony was talking to me earlier, but he's like, "Well, imagine a Clash of Clans with Pikmin." I don't want to imagine that. I would actually rather Clash of Clans with Fire Emblem characters because I think that would fit better. But I don't. I don't think Pikmin would work with that, and I think that would kill my vision on it personally. So that's something yeah. that I would like to say too: is are we gonna see, you know, quote unquote ripoffs of these other successful mobile games? just thrown in with with uh, Nintendo themed characters. We yeah. don't know enough about that yet. We know that it will be Nintendo IP, but Nintendo IP there's a, believe it or not Urban Champion is Nintendo IP. We could literally see a fighting game that we see on mobile phones and mobile tablets all the time where you do like the swipe controls to fight each other. They could literally re-release Urban Champion and call like Urban Champion DX and then it could be this crazy swiping fighting game that you know, that would probably be a cool way to do it. I agree with the Pikmin with Clash of Clans, maybe not so good, but that's the thing is the IP, if used correctly, you know, it could be awesome. You know, and just just like you're saying, I, I don't know. It, but the one thing we also got to remember is Nintendo is not developing these games. The yeah. mobile company is going to be develop them, developing them, and they will be using the Nintendo IP. So all the Nintendo dedicated teams are still going to be doing their own thing. They're still going to be making the same you know great games that we love on on the Wii U and the 3DS. And uh, you got to look at these games as more as compliments. I, I I don't think we're gonna don't don't even go into it. Like if yeah. they make a Zelda game on there, it's not gonna be a full fledged Zelda game. Honestly, like we were ta- when I was talking to Jeff, I mentioned if you guys remember the um, Fable arcade games they had, where you could play like little gambling games and then you could earn money and then use that in in the actual Fable game. Yeah, I'd like to see companion apps more than I would actual games. Yeah, like I would love like some of the mini games from Zelda. Have those be on the cell phone, and then when when I'm on the you know on the run, I could I could play that. I could win you know heart pieces yeah, like or get like an empty bottle, yeah. or this is the only way exactly. you can get these heart pieces in the game, or this is the only way you can get this empty bottle for the game for you know Zelda Wii U. That yeah. I'm okay with. 
But once again, how you said that Nintendo is not going to be doing this themselves, technically. They're going to be kind of taking a back seat, giving their IP this. We've already seen the the monstrosity that has been created on the CDI with a Zelda franchise. And I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to see an issue like that. Like I said, I don't I don't think it's going to be ruined that much, but I. Well, yeah. you got to remember again. Nintendo owns part of this company now. They're not going to let this company release a game that I they know. don't. It's kind of like how they put their own. That's polish. interesting. I didn't know that they bought into them. They they bought ten percent of them, and they the um that company bought two percent, two and a half percent of Nintendo. Really, that's interesting. I did not the, know that part of it. The, yeah, like the, these two guys, these two companies are in serious, like they're in serious <laughs> bed with each other right now. Like like for the for for well, fourth, I mean, two for the foreseeable future, percent of each other. I mean that's not well. Ten like percent's cool a huge. Well, ten percent's pretty huge considering the the next highest owner or the next highest percentage owner is the actual owner, and that's fifteen percent. Oh wow! So they're pretty so, staggered. Yeah. Yeah. So if, I was about to say, so if that if that tells you how much ten percent is when it comes to shareholders, then yeah, that w- w- when they're number two. That's pretty high. I agree. But it's 2%, though. I mean, so, but, I mean, that's just a tip. I mean, you can't... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just the tip. <laughs> just the tip. The, just the tip don't count, right? Exactly. Just the tip don't count. Um, so, so I, I put together a list of the top five um, mobile ge- uh, developers right now, and they're all pretty big names that you have heard of. So the the number one developer money wise was Gung Ho Online Entertainment. That might sound familiar to you guys, and it might sound familiar to you if you're a mm. Nintendo fan. Yeah, they release a lot of stuff on Puzzle the Dragons, shop, don't they? Exactly. So they have Puzzles and Dragons and the Mario edition of it coming out. So so not only did Nintendo make a deal with DNA, they also have a deal in place with the number one mobile developer. So let let's keep that in mind. Okay, and they they actually release puzzles and drag or uh, yeah, it's coming out on 3ds here soon. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't, but I wouldn't expect to see the Mario edition hit cell phones. That's going to be exactly. 3ds exclusive. Well, yeah, duh. I mean, the, the way the way how it played, you would have to play it on a 3ds. There's no way you would play it on a smartphone. Oh well, I, I haven't played it, Chris. How about you just uh, tell us a little bit about it? Well, it's li- it's like Candy Crush, honestly. Just Ooh, with- it's like Pokemon Shuffle. Yeah, it's like Pokemon Shuffle. It uh, only instead of the time or the uh, the set moves, you get you have a time limit, right? Yeah, you have a time limit. You have to sit there and be like, oh, okay, this has to match with this, and then so the Mario expert characters. levels. Yeah. With nice. Just, just with Mario characters. That's all. I, I, I'm looking forward to that. I hope they drop the price a little bit. I don't want to drop forty on it, but I will be way more than willing to drop thirty on well, it. But you get two games with it. I mean, you get the regular, and then you get the mario edition yeah but I, I i i have the regular on my cell phone i had to go try it out when it got announced and you know what's funny it's it's very similar to pokemon actually puzzles and dragons hmm. it, it's very very similar to the pokemon shuffle game where you're attacking like an enemy and then like you can get them to join your party yeah. and stuff it it it's it ha- it's like very very similar even the characters kind of remind me of pokemon it's weird so the, the number two is supercell and they make Clash of Clans, of course. Number three is EA Mobile, which that's crazy to me because I didn't realize EA was that big into the mobile. Well, yeah, with Sims and whatnot, and people like play Sims on the go. I didn't even know they had Sims on mobile. Yeah, uh, yeah, they do, and it's actually pretty popular. Um, 
truth be told, my wife actually plays it. <laughs> Why do you sound so disappointed, Jeff? <laughs> well, I don't know. It's not that I'm. It's, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Actually, I will actually say I'm actually pretty proud of her because she's been picking up her 3DS lately and she's been playing uh, Pit Cross. Hey, so, so I was about to say there's on, there's two mobile games that could come from Nintendo that your wife would love. She would love if they had a Pit Cross on mobile, and she would also love if they had a Professor Layton on mobile. This is very true because those are the only two games she plays. So there you go. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to be honest with you. I would absolutely love to have Pit Cross on my my cell phone. Like, that would be amazing to me. It would, but at the same time, though, think of the precision touching because, like, you use the stylus because some of the blocks are very tiny. That's true. To fill in like that. So it would it would kind of, eh, it would hinder with the finger unless you unless you can, like, zoom in on areas or anyway. Yeah, but you can buy a we'll stylus we'll for see. your cell phone as well. I mean, that's a pretty easy. Not all of them work, though. No, they have the, the what's it called, the. Uh... There's a special type of stylus that you need to use for a cell phone because of the type of screen that they use, but it is very possible to mm. get a, a stylus for it. Yeah, I have one for my iPad, so it, you, and you can use it on the iPhone as well. It's it's weird. It's like a rubber okay. ball at the end. That's true, yeah. yeah. But, um, so number four is King. They make the Candy Crush games. And then number five is Kabam. They made their, their most popular one. I looked them up was the Godfather game. I don't know if you guys ever played that. Really? So not even the guys that made Angry Birds are top are part of the top five anymore. I don't think they consider them just mobile developers because they make it on other systems. So I don't know if they EA is considered uh, on the mobile platform. But, but it was it was just EA, EA mobile. mobile. I'm yeah, sure it was just the Ravi, division. Ravio or whatever is still has like a mobile branch and. The thing, the only reason why I point that out about them no longer being, a, if if this is the case, I don't know for sure, but what I'm saying is this was a giant in the mobile world, and now, where I mean they're not, I mean I'm sure they're still making money. Don't get me wrong, but it's just such a fickle market, and that's the one, that's one of the things that worries me. Well, yeah, yeah. it was a fad. I mean, you came out with Angry Birds, Star Wars, everyone blew up about that, and then they kept on releasing more Star Wars stuff, and they couldn't come out with anything new, and it's like then they finally died off. Yeah, and, and I want to say the um, I I want to say I read that DNA did the Star Wars game that's similar to yeah, it's a tower defense game. Yeah, exactly. So, so you know, and, and they had a partnership with Disney, so they're they're nothing new to making, um, you know, uh, licensed software. And you, another one that's out of the top five is uh, Zenga, and Zenga was huge for a while too. Were they ever really big on the uh, mobile market, or was that mainly browser based games? I think that they were it was really browser. big. I think, I think it's browser based, but they do have stuff. I, I think branch. they were like number eight. Like okay. I, 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 I went, I, I looked through ten, but I only put the top five on there. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Just uh, yeah, that's that's interesting. And and I, the only dollar number I know was Supercell, and they said in 2014, Clash of Clans averaged 4.5 million dollars a day. That's ridiculous. Well, <laughs> and, and that is why. Nintendo is getting into the mobile market. I would kill R- right for a, th- right there. I would I would kill for a Zelda themed Clash of Clans game. I, I really would. I honestly I really enjoy Who playing Clash of Clans. I, I don't know, Chris. You're not a big <laughs> Nintendo fan, right? Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> but I really do enjoy playing Clash of Clans a lot. And if there was a Zelda paint job done to it, I would I'd play that in a heartbeat. I really would. Yeah, uh, it could be Fire Emblem. It could be anything. It, like there, there's. It could be even Advance Wars. 
Advanced Wars, yes. That would be a great mobile game. Oh my gosh, this could work. It could. Uh, it, it but then totally again, I just work. want it on my 3DS. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a damn Nintendo fan, like we all are, where I want everything and nothing makes me happy. You, you know what else would work? A, a Punch-Out game would work. Yeah, that could work. There's actually a really cool Punch-Out inspired game for mobile called like... That's what I'm saying. You can just tap the King. screen. Yeah. And and there and there's so many IPs they don't use that would work. Yes, that's that's the crazy thing about it. Like they don't have to use Mario, Zelda, Metroid. They should, but they don't even have to. They have tons of stuff they they can use. So I guess we kind of went over the speculation of the news in there. Yeah. Um. So what what's your okay? So they did also announce a new platform, a gaming dedicated gaming platform is what they said. It was called the Nintendo NX. New experience. What do you think that's going to be? Virtual reality. I don't think it's going to be virtual reality. I'm, I'm going with Matt. Virtual reality. It's going to be some form of virtual reality, if not augmented reality, which they've already messed around with with the uh, 3DS. That's, uh, virtual reality is going to be a fad. It, uh, watch, it, uh, the PlayStation's going to come out with their Project Morpheus. It's going to be way too expensive for the average consumer, and there's not going to be enough good software for it, and, and it's going to fail. That's and what Nintendo, Nintendo is going to do right, is they're going to make it affordable, they're going to make it interesting. And here's, here's the problem with virtual reality, is it really doesn't suit well to actual gaming. I mean, if you think about it, do you really want to play your Mario game with you putting on a headset and jumping around acting like you're Mario? No, you don't. No, I don't. Nobody does. But what the, they're going to do with it is I it's don't make know. make Wii Sports bowling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I don't know, but they're going to do something. They're going to have Google Street Map where you can walk around on the street. Oh, and then shoot myself first. <laughs> and then they're going to have Wii Sports tennis and Wii Sports baseball. It's going to be something based around virtual reality. I mean... Virtual reality, I don't know if it's gonna if it's gonna be this amazing movement, especially for gaming, because I don't think any gamer, no matter how active I was when I played Wii, wants to stand up all the time and play a video game. I want to sit down, relax, and play a video game. But the thing okay, that we'll virtual Huh? I was just gonna say, you know, you just like you could just say Nintendo's gonna go on a limb and do a virtual boy numero dose. <laughs> I don't know about that. But I can I will say that the thing about virtual reality that excites me is the idea of watching movies in virtual reality and having this giant organic experience where you're a part of what's going on and concerts. I think concerts would legitimize virtual reality. If I could go and see my favorite band in a concert environment and not actually have to go to it, I think that could work out really well. Now, how does I think it would work out well because I don't have to be next to all those stinky, sweaty people. I was just you, about to say that. You go to the wrong concerts. I mean, the, the concerts that I used to go to are, are fun. Not stinky. Yeah. Well, the, no, I, I've been to fun concerts. Most of the time I'm on the other side of the stinky people, but <laughs> it, it's... I, I just I just think that it could be cool for experiences and Nintendo does a decent job with experience type media. So that's why I think it will be something based around virtual reality or augmented reality in some kind. But that's I mean, that's my my small guess. I'm still sticking with the fact that they're going to combine both of their hardware divisions, but I've actually kind of changed my tune to what it's going to be. So since since this whole light of of that's come out with them getting this whole back end that they want to go with with this membership thing with um, DNA, I feel this is what I feel like they're going to do. Their, their next system's going to be basically the Vita and the PlayStation TV combined. I that, would love that's, it. 
that's that's going to be their next hardware. There's going to be no more home console. The home console will be the the Vita TV base or the PlayStation TV, but it'll be like a Nintendo box that sits up there. And the the main power of the system is going to be the handheld, and it's just going to be what it's there be one in the same. If you look at the Android console market that's happening right now, there's lots of things that do this already where you play Android games on your phone, but then you can connect it to a very simple cradle, and then you stream that game onto your PC or on your uh, TV. I mean, this is not a new idea. It's something that's being done. It's something that's, that's being better all the time, and that would be something Nintendo could come in with actual experience with game, you know, hardware and make it work efficiently and, and correctly. So And all they really yeah. needed was that back end where both systems are running on the same operating system, and that's where everything's pointing to. Yeah. And th- if, if I can have all my virtual console games, all my Nintendo games that I'm buying on a handheld and on the TV, that's, that's my perfect Nintendo world. I can see that. I can see them I definitely think, doing that. I think you because, just named the console Nintendo world. Yeah, absolutely. But well, but the thing is, is, is it, Sony Sony could have went that way if the Vita had PS4 graphics. Like, and then all you had to do was get like the PS4 and the Vita. Like, they're almost there, but it's just too expensive to get to there. Mm-hmm. Well, Nintendo didn't they say that their their name is technically NX right now? It's Nex or whatever you want to say. That's the name of it right now. Yeah. Prototype name. Yeah. So it's it's and they showed it kind of as like a third pillar. So they they still showed the DS, the 3DS and the Wii U, but maybe that's because they're showing them kind of merging. I I don't know. I guess only time will tell. Maybe maybe E3 will shed some light on this. No, they said we're not going to get any more information oh until gosh. next year. Oh my gosh, Nintendo. Yeah. If you have any questions, comments, if you want to chime in about Nintendo's future, about actually the future of video games and and how they, you know, how they are with the mobile industry and how they're going to fuse. If we're going to see an all mobile future or whatnot, go ahead and uh, we, we want to hear from you and go ahead and ask us a question. We'll answer it on the next podcast. Um, of course, go listen to Matt. He, you can find him on the Nintendo fever podcast. You could also read all of our reviews on gamegravy.com. and um, be sure to look out for the new uh, Zelda book club podcast coming out starting next month. But anyways, that's it for tonight. We will talk with you next week. I'm Anthony. I'm Jeff. I'm Chris. And I'm Matt. And this is the Game Gravy Rewind Podcast.